everybody. Welcome back to Lady Geeks of Society podcast. I'm Gisani. I'm Jenna. And today we're here to talk about episode three of Be In Your Bonnet, which I have a question. Nobody on this show wears bonnets. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like it could have been a be in your cravat. A it's almost like collar. I understand it's a phrase, but it, in it, this alternate reality, we could there's have no bonnets. It. We could have changed it for this show. We could have. I, I like the title. Yeah, but, but, but their lack of bonnets, I was thinking it's, that. It's 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 a title. Mm. This I think is the one episode that comes to as not only close to the books as possible, but as perfect as possible. And before we get into actually talking about, you know, the, the things that happen, the one thing that stops this episode from being a 10 out of 10 is cutting to London. We should not have done that. We should have had at least one episode where we weren't going back and forth. Because it was jarring. Like we were having these really emotional, heartfelt scenes. And then we're at freaking Prudence fanning her boobs. I agree with you. Um, Although I do also have a few other things that take it down for me, which is upsetting. I know upon my rewatch. Yeah, there are a few other things that I, and you know what? It could just be me being salty. Maybe. As well (laughs) about some of the changes that they have decided to make. Um. But otherwise, I agree. It would it would be it's it's high though. My it rating is, for it is still very high. It's it's close. This episode is close. It's my third favorite episode. So same. Although I can't decide if it's second or third. I think it I I don't know. Actually. We'll, we'll see when the time comes for later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so a bee in your bonnet starts with Edmund with Anthony hunting. I I love them hunting. Mm-hmm. No, it's nice to see the poor shot. Yeah. And it's just nice to actually see them bond. Well, I mean, us finally getting to see Edmund is just. Rupert Evans is fantastic. And also I, in the five seconds that he's there, he really gives us so much to hold on to with like, you know, you determined that stag was too big before you even touched the trigger. You know, you can't show somebody your best without showing them your worst. In that small bit, you're right. Like he, he gave us a punch, a good chunk to really understand who Anthony is and who he is ultimately as, as a husband and a father. Yeah. So props to writing there yeah. and Rupert Evans. Yeah. Oh my God. I, mm, there's a scene that just like destroys me down to my core with that man. But anyway, you know, he gets out the pocket watch which is just seeing another man hold a pocket watch, seeing Edmund Bridgerton hold a pocket watch. Oh, it hurts. Oh, and then that's also, I noted like Anthony's saying, he says to Edmund, nothing rattles you, does it? And like, that's another great line. Yeah, because, you know, and he's like, your mother will have things to say about that. And that's what it comes down to, that like their relationship was not perfect despite their kids looking at it like the ideal form of romance um, yeah and him uh putting Edmund on such a pedestal yeah exactly when nobody's perfect and I, I I really some good stuff um and then you know he has to pick hyacinths for Violet and this is this Which is so sweet it is and this is what I love about Anthony as a person and this is where you could tell he is really such a kind sweet observant boy because he is a boy, he's a teenager, but he's, he's, he's a baby. Like, yeah. 18 or 19. We're not sure. 
Yeah. I want to say it's like on the cusp of his birthday. It probably is. Like 18 on the cusp of his like 19th birthday, maybe like a month or so. Also props to the makeup artist and just the way Johnny holds himself, because I think he did a really good job. Yeah. Because it's, it's his mannerisms, it's his hair and it's, it's his performances that are making him look so small. Um, Yeah. And like him saying, you know, we'll have to pick some for Daphne as well, or she'll get jealous. Like, I thought that was so sweet because like, you know, brothers don't always like notice that stuff about their sisters. And so when, when they do it's it's because they're observant. Yeah. And it's still like, you know, poking fun at her yeah. a little bit, you know, it's, it's, it was such a sweet moment. Yeah. And then it happens and I cry every time. Yeah. There's. Because- Anthony's paralysis is so fascinating to look at like because he's just a kid and you could see that on his face like he's old enough to understand what's happening but he's so completely done for and then you know calling out to Violet having her come I just and the way that the the fact that the last thing Edmund does is like he just holds her for a second and the amount that Rupert Evans packs into his expression in that scene was just it's beautiful and absolutely heartbreaking yeah Yeah. absolutely a gut punch like props to Ruth too because Uh she she's oh my god episode I hope she gets nominated for uh supporting actress yeah she absolutely deserves it for this episode alone everything she did was just unreal yeah um and then like anthony walking back to the house and it's as- like the children like the children you know and then you have like benedict holding baby francesca and gregory like them not re- like you could tell eloise doesn't realize what's happening because of like no. the way that she's like kind of wandering like a bit like it's so interesting that we got to see that yeah uh, even just that tiny glimpse it really yeah it hurts. It hurts a it lot. It really does. And then the way that Anthony walks back into that house is just like, and he, he's, yeah, he's not the same person. No, he's walking back as the Viscount. Yeah. Now, essentially, and like just the look on his face again. Jonathan Bailey also better be nominated. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Insane. Chills. Every single time, like. That's an episode that you're going to watch every single time and it's not going to get easier. No, I think it's almost gotten harder. Right? Like this last time, especially like taking notes and everything, I was like, oh my God, it's just, it, it really hurts. Very well done with all the flashback stuff. It's just, yeah. it's rough. I wish we got more of Edmund, but. I know. Even just like a, another minute more of just yeah. like seeing them, like another memory something yeah yeah even like if it came back later on in the season and just like it would have been really sweet and then camera pans to well no we're in present day camera doesn't yes we're in present day kate and edwina and lady danbury and mary are coming and i have a question about this was newton on kate's lap the entire ride because that would have been very uncomfortable probably for six hours straight maybe they maybe they swapped him around I this scene though I get really cringy with this scene 
with the way Edwina, like the way Edwina holds herself, like how she's talking about Anthony assessing her. She literally, her head is just like tilted up for most of her talking about it. I'm just like, you, you want a title. The whole way she's talking about this, I'm like, I feel like you want a title and you don't even know anything about what Kate did. Like it, I something just, about it just like was really off-putting to me. They made Edwina feel so young. Like in every way they made her feel like she's not thinking straight. Yeah. And it was just like, like this uppity attitude of hers that I'm like, I don't think we ever get that in the book. No. And I think it has a lot to do with this whole, you know, feelings. Yeah. Because after last, he's he's honest. So she's into him now. Yeah. And then once again, Kate is encouraging her to see if he is someone who fits well with her life. Like you should also be. Yeah. And she is being the voice of reason here. Mm -hmm. And then Kate saying, I shall be the very picture of amiability is such like a Kate thing to say. It was perfect. That was a perfect Kate line. But it was like, Mary Harley says anything? Uh, Like, where is like a more of a co-parent relationship with them? Because I feel like Kate's just completely taken over rather than them being co-parents. Or they just, you know, didn't want to write much for her, which I just feel like she's so underused and it makes me really upset. It is because Shelly is one of the best performers on this show. And to think how much we could have gotten with her. I genuinely get so upset because every time we do get things with her, it, it is, it's perfect. I'm like, tell me more. I can't. And then they cut from this to the whole prudence thing, which I just, I, I, I don't care. I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care. Like I was thinking about this when I was rewatching, like, is it for the comedy and like looking at another aspect of life at this time of marrying your cousin because that was a thing that was done like what was going on in their brains to think that people are really interested in this because I am trying to find a reason to care and I listen I I love Bessie Carter she's she's I do and in episode four she's hilarious like that scene oh my god yes why is no one looking at me look at me people like that's great but this, I didn't need to see this in an episode like this. Yeah, there could have been a better way to incorporate. And they could have just had that in the end. They could, if they can gloss over Kate's trauma and everything about Kate, they could come in at the very end of this episode and have Portia and um, Ms. Varley scream, uh, scheming to put them together. Gloss over that. I don't need details about that. I really don't need details. no. And it's like, again, like I like them, but their whole storyline, I don't care about. And it could have been interwoven much better. No, 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 no. It's it's a romance Um, show. And then we're back. We're at Aubrey Hall and there's a baby. The return of MVP, Daphne and Augie. There's a baby. I just like literally, I think I screamed just because it was so exciting. The baby's on this show. Adorable. Anyway, I did not, I can't take credit for this. So I'm going to our friend Meredith over at Fangirl Forum podcast. She had actually said this, but she was like, when you think about Francesca and how she says to Eloise, like, oh, Eloise, like, come see the baby. It hurts so much more when you think about her future because she is the first to like 
jump at the opportunity of like a baby yeah and it just it crushed my heart that they did that oh friend. So, yeah and then Eloise just being like why has he changed since the last time I saw him <laughs> he does then Anthony there's like a little scene where he's like trying to get the baby's attention I was like let him hold the baby please Colin can have like, another opportunity to hold babies let Anthony hold the baby right now please and also like is that Johnny or is that Anthony it's seriously that's also a great question it's both it's both it, it was so both. cute it was and like Hyacinth as well like I just uh, so, that was such an adorable scene um all the family moments are just a plus yep this is where also, Eloise being so done with Colin talking oh, about yeah. his travels I'm with her I'm getting there I'm with her I, I know I know uh and then Daphne and Anthony love this about. exchange a woman I and I love her when she when she's like oh like uh, you know what does she say exactly I don't have it written down but like I can't wait to like help out or something yeah and then, Some, I forget it but then yeah. he's like is is it a promise or a threat, a threat. and her faith just incredible whole exchange is perfect yeah and then they're going Kate sees Aubrey Hall and for the first time I have a bone to pick with the camera department on this scene because they could have slowed that down just a little bit had nobody behind Kate like the footman because that would have been such a perfect picture like to use because Simone's expression is perfect I just need the background to not have anyone else so that it could just maybe you could photoshop that I probably could I got you because it's it's the perfect expression and then also like you know her being the only one from the family that does not like hold a footman's hand when um coming down yeah like she doesn't hop down like she does in the books but she still does not come with the same like decorum that Edwina and Mary do yeah it's like those little they they pay attention to detail yeah clearly a lot of times and the way that they bring it in is like I love when they do it this way and how it works and just shows the little yes snippets that we get more of in the book so I I did love that scene then also Lady Danbury being like where is my great um godson like that's why I'm here I just so sweet baby um and Fran's already gone she's (laughs) dipped just was like oh there, there's drama coming I can't do this bye and just you know what Fran can I come with you please next time can you invite people with you but yeah and then oh and- Kate and Anthony's exchange yeah he immediately goes to her not the one that he's courting no he goes to her I wonder why I just oh and her dress is stunning here oh yes yes not that and any- then death I know you must be missing well, after it's <laughs> great it's perfect what after you said after- oh, oh I was gonna say after Newton barks at him oh yeah Newton just it's great but no Daphne coming over to say Miss Edwina was peak yeah because she could see that why would you she approach knows. the sister and not the one you are courting sir idiot I can't Anthony, um, you need to have some conversations with yourself oh yeah um, and then refreshed and ready for battle. And <laughs> Eloise 
<laughs> and Violet saying to Mary, like, Eloise is so spirited in the countryside. Yeah. And the thing that we have that in common was just, yes, the little things. That uh, was one of my favorite yeah. little moments. Cause then also the way like Violet's like, yeah. Her, um, helping like just like you know holding her hand to Kate and everything and also I like the little moment between Eloise and Daphne because Daphne's like yes like just seeing them like kind of scheming together like I love all those moments and everyone excited for Paul Mall god I can't wait um I can't wait to see more Eloise and Kate as well yeah because there's a friendship there um there is and then Violet comes to Anthony in the library which is also the study you know, we didn't have enough money to give two different locations. <clears throat> I just, I just have a lot of questions about this, the production of this season. Right. But it's fine. I, I get, listen, logically, I get it. It would have been a lot to build another set because we are technically in the library for only that one scene. Yeah. But in you know, like that's fine. I would not have mind if it was the study and not the library. Yeah, it's fine. I, that that doesn't really study. bother me. It doesn't, but it's like the wording. I'm just like, why is your father's study in the library? And why isn't the library? It's, it's, it's a weird thing my brain is doing. I mean, you know, he's adamant not to get to know Edwina. He doesn't right. need to. And Violet is just like, okay. You should get to know each other more. Um, like you can have my ring, but... And then that's when she goes, this house carries many memories, good and bad. I only hope you're acting with a clear mind. And I just, I think that's such a perfect thing to say, because I wrote a whole article on Aubrey Hall and there is something that happens to people, especially in your childhood home. I I have felt that exact thing of like, what happens when you go back to certain places after death, your headspace is, is it's, it's, it's in a different place. And so I really appreciate that because I don't think people talk about that often, that like places can be triggering in a really different way. Um, And, you know, like he looks off and sees and we're back to another memory of and Johnny's face as he's like just kind of losing himself in those memories again. This man is genuinely something else. Like he really is. I he right now as a performer he's one of the best performers i've seen on tv and i, I don't think agree. people are acknowledging that enough like this man is acting with his whole chest like every part of him is doing something like you can focus on different parts of his like body his face everything throughout a single scene and all the interviews like he's so thoughtful oh, and yeah. like he's phenomenal yeah no words for that he, man yeah And then so to go from like the way that his face in this scene kind of he he looks a bit younger as he like kind of focuses on the like the sad memory and then you know the camera automatic I keep saying the camera the scene cuts to the flashback of him like walking into the house and how devastated he looks and the person in his face like just bombarding him that destroys me. Like it almost it like destroys me as much as the actual death scene right, because it's because like they're not letting him breathe. And do they know what they're asking a teenager, even if they no, are staff? Like they don't like. And this they've is seen this kid grow this up. Society. This has to do with this time and duty. And yeah. I and I said this in my deep dive, but 
duty really does act like Foucault's panopticon in um, Anthony's life more than anyone else's. Like this watchful eye of his duties is constantly at every corner, every like waking minute it's there with him. And this is exactly why this is the moment where like it starts to envelop him basically because he does not get a single second to breathe and he's thrust into this and you can see how much it's destroying him because he's not processing like Jonathan Bailey's face in that moment as he's like holding back tears trying to release like processing what they're saying is like embodiment to the point where it physically hurts to watch that scene and just like not scream at your television to be like shut the fuck up and let him grieve for a second like god at least one day he does not need to move into his father's bedroom right now no oh my god that question i'm like and they don't realize how insensitive they're being because like you said it's duty that's that is their following taught to do and it's just disgusting it is and it's like it is so painful to watch that scene and then uh, wilson coming in and being like she's in hysterics like we need to call the doctor and you're just like somebody tell this family to breathe please like uh, it's just and how does a teenager now literally just thrust into role of uh, head of the family yeah. I don't even know how he can and at least the even. other siblings get to cry we didn't talk about one of the most important things which is the fact that they change who is with Edmund when he dies um, oh my god yeah but and I'm all for this change like in order to sell Anthony's grief for tv purposes i think it was absolutely necessary and it does bring way more pain and anxiety into his life but yeah, it also it's also a way to uh show their relationship and go straight into him yeah. dying without having two separate scenes yeah and then so when you know we look at the other kids and we're like well why aren't they exact like as bothered you know like anthony was always going to have a bigger issue because he is the eldest like there's something about being the eldest and and, and witnessing death I mean, they all kind of witnessed it. They I do. No, no, no. I, I just, I mean but... that in the sense that like they're, wherever they are right now, they're grieving. Yes. They get yeah. to cry. They get to hold each other, whether that's in the nursery or somewhere else. The others are grieving. Anthony is not grieving. Yeah. That is exactly what I mean with the eldest. Like you kind of, you grieve, like I got to grieve because, you know, I don't have duties on me or anything of the sort, but in the same way with Kate, like there's something about being the eldest where your brain just kind of goes, you have to get better. Like you have to mature now. You have to, something in you changes because you're the next like responsible person, whether that's right. a father or a mother, whatever it is, the eldest, there, there's a switch that happens. And so the others got to grieve. Like in this scene, nobody else is in this scene. You know, Benedict is probably like with the other kids kind of comforting them but they at least get to experience that together. And I almost wish we got to see it, but I'm also glad we didn't because that would have been too much. But yeah. we wonder like, how are the other kids? Okay. Outside of Anthony and his whole, like, you know, but I knew him for two more years than anybody else. Anthony did not get to grieve with them. Whereas in the book, at least like, you know, Anthony does get to sit with Edmund all night. Yeah. 
he sits yeah. with his body all night. But the, like Anthony right now, and, and in a way I prefer this version because it really shows you how fucked up society at that time was. And yeah, really what these duties entail because he does not get to grieve. He's immediately bombarded. You know, it's interesting too, though, like they don't, they didn't really go into like what it could have done to Daphne or uh, like from the last season. Well, they do a little bit last season where Daphne kind of, you know, that's partly why Daphne wants to grow up and have children and kind of be the the motherly figure because she had to do that yeah and 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 I I am so glad we're jumping ahead a little bit but we might as well just talk about the flashbacks but like the fact that we see like little Daphne singing to Eloise I'm so glad we got that too because they talked about yeah because they talked about that like you you tried to sing to me but I could still hear oh my god sorry like and just back on Eloise, but it's like, you know, we were wondering how are they going to deal with Eloise's trauma? Because yeah. And this really got rid of it, but this, like ch- we've been saying that it could be childbirth, like knowing about Violet's night and how Daphne tried to shield her, but it didn't work. Like I could and see it's like, happening. yeah. Like how long as how, how old was she then? Probably like nine, eight or nine. How old was like it? having to listen. If Anthony's 29, Daphne's let's say 19. It's been a year. I think so. Yeah. Since she debuted it. Okay. Let's say, yeah, 19. So 10 yes. years. Wait, yeah. So then it, and Daphne wait, spent 10, right? Yeah. Daphne was 10. So then Eloise would have been eight. Book. Yeah. Right. And that makes sense to you because she's 18 this year, debuting 10 years earlier. Oh, yeah. yeah so oh, an eight wow. year old. That would have that been much easier math than the gymnastics I just tried to do. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. But yeah, an eight-year-old listening to that all night while your sister who's a year or two older than you is like just taking care of you. Like to that's you to distract you, but it's not working. Yeah, like that is another source. Yeah, that's a so, lot for Eloise. It's a lot I, for all of them. Yeah. And then anyway, we we jumped ahead to a flashback, but we're, now we're at Paul Mall, which is perfect. Other than one thing. Other than one thing, what was your one thing? How awkward Edwina was. Yeah, she was so uncomfortable. And like, she's not like that in the book. She's at least enjoying it. She at least enjoyed it. And she like, even though she didn't, yeah, she didn't get as into it as Kate. But like, I feel like from the beginning, she was just kind of like, what's going on? And was not interested. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It was, it was just strange. I wrote. Where was oh like even as they were explaining, like Daphne's explaining uh Paul Mall, which I also loved because she's yeah. spilling the tea on all her siblings. Also, I love oh, it's it's a poor player who plays the game and a wise one who plays their opponent. Yeah, and I also think it's very interesting. A line about Benedict in this is Benedict is a solid shot, but he avoids conflict. I think that is very interesting for Benedict's character in the future. That is a very because good point. He does. You know, in the end, he does kind of confront Anthony a little bit. Yeah. And like, yeah, no, that's that's a very good point. Um, But yeah, then going back to Edwina, like she doesn't even look excited to bond with the family. Like I get she's nervous because she is being thrust into this, yeah. but I'm like, what's happening? And yeah. then Kate saying, let me guess, Anthony is the most ruthless cutthroat player. And 
Daphne's just like, my, you have met, uh, made his acquaintance. Uh-huh. And I was just like, what? Again, she should. And that was another thing. At, when she walks away later, I feel like she should be seeing things now. Like, I don't understand oh, how she's Daphne? not seeing. No, Edwina. Oh, yeah. No, Edwina like, should have seen from here. She should have seen from the poetry reading, the ascot races, but she has, they're just, the writing is not letting her see it. No. And like, that's what's so frustrating. And like, again, like these, that's what's hurting my enjoyment of this episode is because it doesn't make sense for her not to see it. And also them insisting that she is so deep in the show versus the book, because I'm not seeing it. And if she didn't see it here, then she should have seen it in the next episode, but we'll get to that later. And then I also like Colin is crafty. He will strike when he thinks you are least suspecting it. That's exactly what Colin does. Yes. During the yes. game. Um, Colin is fully Colin in this episode. Yeah. In especially in this episode, we have our Colin and then he goes backwards. Buddy, <laughs> what's happening? Come back. Come back. Um, and then Eloise concentrates entirely on her brother defeating her brothers. The hope is that she gets so absorbed by them she forgets about you. Like I just I love all of these little things about them. I it's also so great. love the choice of the mallet of death. Like that it's not the last two they have remaining, but it's just it's what Kate chooses. She's like, okay, I'll take this one. And then like his that whole scene too. Colin being like, you threatened to beat me the last time I touched it. And Eloise's face too, when uh, Kate and Anthony are just like sparring with each other. She's just like, I can't believe she's saying this. Like, yeah, that line and the delivery. Yeah. A plus. It's, it's so good. It's truly Lady Danbury, Lady Danbury getting into the game with Eloise. And her like coaching. Yes. Coaching Eloise. Like I love everything about this scene. It's perfect. Um, I have hopes of bloodshed yet. And then motherhood suits the Duchess, which is very true. And then them talking yes. about this would have been a perfect opportunity for Mary. He have said my late husband, whatever his name was. And I like that would have literally it, it's a name, but it's so important. There's just so many missed opportunities there again. Just like, yeah. why are we trying to dig for information about Kate? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like maybe the next episode should have had uh, flashbacks for her because I don't understand. Like, are we just glossing over women's trauma and focusing on men's? Cause we did that last season as well. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Anyways, I would like to know what Mary's late husband's name is. Yep. Eloise saying, I knew I liked her when she sends Anthony's ball <gasps> yes. to the thing. And then Colin then sending Kate saying, you two better go fetch them perfect literally perfect although can I, just like a side note how is anthony using his mallet like if i'm playing i like i use it the way kate does like did you know he like holds it like like He's probably this. very well i don't know i don't get it it's, and daphne is clearly it's fine. noticing everything here yeah she is picking up everything Unlike Edwina, who then just leaves. Yeah, I guess she'll go with our mamas and you're just like, oh, honey. It, But like, again, like it just felt so uncomfortable. Yeah, they should not have made her feet like so out of place. They should have at least had her blend in there a little bit more. Yeah, I just like, 
clearly they're like I get they're showing the difference between the yeah. two of them but it's like almost too much where again right, I feel like then in the next episode or during dinner one of them she goes oh like my sister and I were two people but like we've known to be quite a handful and I'm like I don't see it like I could see yeah Kate that was this handful, episode but I don't see you being a handful like this yeah. would have been a perfect opportunity to have seen that like okay they're sisters like they're cut from yeah. the cloth like we got this but no and in the book Anthony when they're I think they're going down to Paul Mall she yeah. says something and he's like oh you're you're a little impertinent or something yeah. or like but he notices but that impertinence is not there at all and again she I feel like she should be because she's Kate's sister and then they go to fetch the balls and they are in the mud and she just goes wait first off though that dress in the mud did you notice that it also has a layer of tulle like over it with all the design in it it's like a two-layered dress and there's like tulle on the outside layer and I'm like she fell in mud with that caught I don't know how she didn't get caught on anything and also is that dress destroyed caught oh maybe stuck (laughs) and I'm like like what does that dress look like now sorry side note and then when she goes, do not, when she says like, oh, are you worried about your boots? And then he's like, do not worry about my boots. I'm glad we got a conversation about boots and then yes. trying to help each other and they fall in the mud. And it's, I love the scene so much. I do too, because this is that. So, okay. If you're not a book fan, it's, it, it is genuinely hard to be like, at what point did they fall in love? Like what makes them fall in love? You know, in the book, we have those quotes about like the sharp stab of something. He felt that like bit of contentment with her, whatever. This is the scene that shows us those things from the book of like, this is why he falls in love. Because with Kate, it's easy to just be angry and then burst into laughter because yes, something is happening internally with them. They're comfortable around each other. They can't have this with Edwina and Anthony. He can't have this with anyone else. She can't have this with anyone else. Like it's in this moment where they feel it, like that that sharp stab of something. And so- And again, which is why I feel like they should have danced in the first episode, just so we see like this spark starting to fly, even if it's purely anger. Yeah, yeah. You know, but this does like just- letting seeing them completely unwind and like let their guards yeah. down around each other and it's is... not something that they either of them do so then no. see that and then go from like like you know what is it like why won't you give like the you know your sister's blessing and all that and she's like i don't withhold it out of spite yeah and her being like you know i am the same like you know you are your guard like your your sister's guardians i am the same for edwina that's where we kind of see like how kindred they are even though we were seeing mm-hmm. those bits before um yeah even though like it was nice to actually have them not talk about edwina for a bit and then yeah. we went back there but you're right well, like you're gonna. seeing them yeah and like seeing how they are kindred spirits and like them actually getting a chance to talk about it because i feel like as we we've, we've said i feel like we should have gotten a little more conversation with them. Yep. And then of we them just open. And then she hits, she just, you know, disregards the conversation and hits his ball to the bench. 
and then he gets angry but you know and she walks over there sees the grave and then flashback yeah which we did kind of talk about before well other than anthony you know and again oh my god and then another thing you know back to this idea of duties like telling this poor boy to choose between his mother or his unborn like sibling no one is first off because it has to be her choice like yes and agency this is a man who understands agency in the same way that edmund would have like yes yeah maybe edmund would have chosen violet because it's violet yeah but i think deep down edmund would have also said what do you want yes and that would have made absolutely it's also easier because she yeah. has edmund by her side when she mm-hmm. says like um he's just a like i gave like uh i gave birth to him like he's just a kid and i'm just like it's god it's so much and again like another thing where it's like he is a teenager and now he is in charge of his family and his mother doesn't even have a choice in like he has power over his mother like again the times is it's so messed up and ruth gamal again here is just something else like and he doesn't get nominated no i'm gonna throw fire and he looks like such a boy in this scene she looks like a broken young mother like it's just it's oof it hurts and then and then it's and he's staring at the portrait yeah no what portrait of Edmund after they cut from that scene and he's staring up at the portrait of Edmund in the study what wasn't that before there was I think there was like two times oh okay I was like yeah yeah I'm like wait no I'm like because I definitely I have the whiplash in this moment because we go to that cringy conversation of um yeah and then it goes to Edwina and Anthony in the drawing room yeah no 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 didn't we go from oh no you're right you're right Prudence and Jack. I have it as such a small line. My eyes skipped it. I, at this part, I literally went on my phone and was like looking at things. I like could not find the will to care. Oh, exactly. Um, and then we have- and It's like, Anthony. I feel bad, but- No, I don't feel bad because this is an emotional episode. And then we have yeah. Anthony and Edwina sitting on the couch and she reads to him. I just- I- well, she doesn't read to him, but well, they have conversations I mean. about reading. And and at least, like, you know, she loves reading here, but. Like, that's, like, the one thing they kept from the book is yeah. that she likes to read. But the um, fact that she would be interested in a man who does not read is not Edwina. No, she wants to talk about philosophy and things. And he hated philosophy, and I'm sure he still does. <laughs> and also, it's like, like, it is a sweet conversation. Yeah. But why are we doing this? Why can't Edwina know about the situation and feel pressure to marry well? Like, I don't see this. There's no emphasis on Edwina having to marry well, other than what happened with Kate. Mm -hmm. Um, But at least like in the book, it's like kind of spoken about. And we see Edwina know that like, it's more on her to marry well, because they don't expect Kate to do it. Like, so it just, it doesn't, makes sense and it would give her so much more depth if it was there yep and then we have um Daphne visiting Anthony in the study library wait can I just say going back to that all they could have done was had a conversation between Mary and Kate being like I don't want her to feel pressured to marry well but I think she feels that way already yeah 
and then yeah. being like, let's try to get her interested in a love match. And then we would get Kate and Mary bonding more and Mary more active. And then it would give us a look an insight into Edwina. Okay, I'm done. I'm gonna, let's yeah. move on. Daphne, you know, says that she doesn't think Edwina had fun and that like, she goes like, you know, she's a really nice girl, but like, is she really the one for you? And then she gives this whole thing about like, you know, the one that makes it impossible for you to look away from them at any given moment when your soul and your body, they burst into flames and, you know, you kind of see Anthony thinking of Kate, obviously. You know, yeah, you, you know, know exactly who he's thinking about. And then he then goes, we also have, yeah, that's exactly oh. how I would describe it. And she's like, you sit on a throne of lies. Yeah. And yeah. then Violet is overhearing this conversation. And Lady Danbury yeah. is overhearing the conversation with Edwina and Kate. Which also like the two of them in episode six are confused. I mean, to be fair, they can't see their expressions. Like Lady Danbury can't, can't see but Kate's I feel face. Like, but like even the whole exchange though between Edwina and Kate, it was as sweet as it was between them. I'm like, but she's right. Like, did he ask about, what did she say? Like, no so it was good it was all good stuff because it was Kate like making sure the conversation wasn't one-sided yeah and she's like discomfited by hearing Edwina be so happy with how it went and he was attentive and smart and all this stuff and Kate was kind of like I don't know I got nothing else to yeah. say but you see on her face that she's not happy about it no because, so Lady Danbury yeah. is rightfully excited about yeah. Edwina and Anthony and again, like, I just, I just really wish well, there's the next way. episode. And then Eloise being like, oh my God. No? No? And Lady Danbury's face that she gives Eloise of their like the guilt and just everything. like their face. That was our everything. Um, that was literally the best part of that whole thing was yeah. Violet Danbury. Yep. And, Eloise. and then this is the only conversation about the prudences we're talking about i forgot their last name featheringtons um but this is irrelevant it's all irrelevant but cressida saying she's an only child at this point i am like 80 percent sure that somehow sophie is going to be the bastard child of their dad i want that yeah because the thing is i we really do not need more introductions to different families like let these stories that you've already built on make more sense yeah and they could still very easily follow the plot yeah yeah (laughs) she's gonna be oh i'm sorry what but it would make sense if she was a bastard child of the dad yeah because we already know them we know they're terrible and they would treat her terribly like we want if to have a woman of color like her mom could have still been a woman of color and her mom was Her mom was a servant, right? Right. She actually want to have itself. I don't think she was. I think she might have been like quote unquote fallen woman. No. No, I think she was a servant, wasn't she? I think maybe she was a servant. I don't know why I thought she might have also been like some kind of society person. But then because the Penworth name. That was the dad's Gunningworth. I don't remember now. I need to reread yeah, it. Yeah, we need to reread it as well. Yeah. But like, because then they could also still cast a woman of color and have the mom um, be yes, the woman of color. So that yeah. could still work. 
because at this point, I, I just, my, it's too much to have more people introduced and a whole family introduced. And then again, go back, like, you know, we could give the Cowpers more reason to be dirty, I think. Yeah. They and are. also on top of that, like, I don't want, and I, I have a feeling it's going to happen again. Like, I don't want um, Benedict and Sophie's story to not get the attention it deserves. Yeah. Like, yeah. some yeah. things that happened this season. Yeah. Um, because it, it's about, like, it's their season. They should still have the proper amount of time. So introducing too many characters would, I feel like, would take away from that. Yeah. And then now we're in the nursery. I have a lot of questions about why they are drinking tea in the nursery. I think they're just trying to hide from everyone. But then (laughs) in a house with 50 rooms. This is true. Y'all chose the nursery. I got questions. Because I think maybe they're like, why would they go in the nursery? So they're like, let's go in the nursery. Colin gives Benedict some tea. Tells him about how he meditated on a single blade of grass for hours. Where's the deleted footage of that? Because I would like to see it. And then Ben would play too much. Oh my God. That whole exchange was so funny. And Colin's just like, hell the devil watching him drink it. I'm yeah, like, I that's, can't. This that's is the perfect, perfect. like a, a CNB moment. Like it's just so yeah. good. And then we were outside and Kate's making chai. Um, and Eloise. Yeah, she's adding cardamom. And I think so. Is it cardamom and something else? Cardamom. Yeah, I think there was something else she was adding. It was definitely cardamom, but but yeah, Eloise comes out. Yeah, Eloise comes out. Um, it's just it's such a sweet moment because you could tell that they already really like each other. And then yes. Elo, uh, Kate decides to ask her, you know, about like, did I, do you think I did something to upset the Viscount? Blah blah blah. And she's like, no, like you know, he doesn't go near our father's grave if he can help it. Um, and then they talk about. And then I love that uh, Eloise says like, but you seem content because I love that word. And Kate's like, there's no place for us in this society, like overlooked women, basically. She's like, it wasn't my choice, but like, here I am. And I just kind of like, because the thing, this is where I guess like it starts like spark with Eloise that like, maybe I can make choices outside of society too. Yes, um, that's true. Yeah, because she said on the edges of things, and yeah. she said that's society's problem. Yeah. And I, I do, I like that a lot. So that was a really great scene between them. And then Anthony's going to the grave, and Violet comes, and he has a bag with him. Yeah, what's in the bag? Oh, can we do a Regency style? What's in the bag? <laughs> I was just like, is he leaving something there? I, I was like a little confused, and they. Like Maybe. imagine if that was something that like, I don't know, he like would go to his father's grave and read. Read. Oh, oh, we could have seen that. But no, no, let's let's go have Prudence ask if she should sing again. And Violet, I mean, at least. Yeah. And she brings Violet. lilacs because they were Edmund's favorite flower. I love that. I love that. I love that so much. much. And then, the, oh, my God, the other flashback with uh Anthony trying to get Violet to come to family dinner. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, that, again, again the delivery there. And here's one thing I'm really happy about. The one thing this season does is that it shows a mother's grief. And that's something we yeah. don't see often because mothers are forced to pick up the pieces and only cry in private. But that's not Violet. She couldn't do that because she loved Edmund too much. She loves her children, but she loved him too much as well. Like that was theirs. 
Yeah. And so I really appreciate them showing to us that this is hard. Yeah. And then also it's like, she was saying how she can't bring herself to family dinner, yeah. but then, you know, it becomes such a staple for them. Yeah. And like having everyone there and it's just like, even the kids. oh my God, I, that didn't click until now. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm it's not just, fine. It's just, it, it's really, it is. it's rough. It is. That's, it just, it changes that whole conversation with Simon last season where he's like, even the children. And she's like, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, back to another sad conversation. When she calls him my darling boy, like it hurts so much. I know how sweet and earnest you were always with a kind word and a joke. But then after your father died, a wall went up inside of you as if love had become some weakness instead of your greatest strength. And that is not you. And I love that 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 scene of him being like, we should get some for Daphne. Because that is exactly that sweet and earnest boy. That's him right there, who is not just about his mother, but also his siblings. And and in that conversation in the book, when she says, like, Anthony would throw himself on his mother and say, like, I'll protect you from the dragons. (laughs) I can't. I, it's just. I just really love him. And he hurts my soul. A lot. There's a wall up inside of my heart because of Anthony Bridgerton. And then her saying, um, you like, you were barely even there. And I'm cursed to remember every waking moment. And you're just like, angel boy. She remembers it too. Yeah. But like, yeah, she had to pick up her and now you have to pick up yours. Yeah. And him saying though too, like, I could never be the cause of such pain. And it's like, that is no matter how cruel and hard-hearted everyone else might find me to be like, that's when, you know, he had his capacity for love is so vast that I just, I really hope we get like more stuff next season with him and like them knowing, like they know yeah, they he know. isn't, but like, I hope we get some, something more there. Cause it's like, that really well, hurts when they'll. They'll you just start. hear that. I'm sorry. Duncan has a Ashford, lot of feelings s- about Anthony Bridgerton. It's okay. Effort, go sit down. Or it's Ash. Go sit down. It's Ash dogs now. have a lot of feelings about Anthony Bridgerton. <laughs> as they should. But yeah. But yeah, like I just, I want to see and I something think we will, more there. Because now when everybody else starts to, you know, get married and he's there, that's when they'll start to see that like. Yeah. Daphne was the first so the first is always the hardest but it's like with Benedict I can see him being like are you in love with this woman and Benedict being like yeah I really hope so like I don't care who she is what rank she comes from then we'll figure it out yeah I I really hope we get stuff like that I do too also also just because I what's the point like yeah building all of it yeah and I don't like how they just left it because I think it was like end of episode seven and like we'll get there but it's just like I feel like they still kind of left it like yeah they didn't fully complete that storyline yeah but um and then we are at a dinner with an exceptionally well-lit room (laughs) like eatings amongst the stars (laughs) their facial expressions while they're looking they're all looking at him and just being like what is happening right now it was so good like I want to thank God and the writers 
for for whatever happened here to think yeah let's just have benedict be high literally so funny so good that whole scene is perfect and then daphne commenting on anthony and kate being so alike yes and then this is another instance of we get edwina telling someone namely anthony about kate yeah like which i'm not mad about it but i wish we got to see more of this through kate but it's fine um but yeah daphne just making that comment yes and then he gets up to make a speech after lady danbury basically pressures him to do it though yeah that's one instance that i'm like yeah excuse me yeah he talks about how no one should ever know about this game which thing yeah is devastated uh okay this is what i want to talk about this beautiful scene of sisterhood this is where we mm-hmm. get sisterhood of like, mm-hmm. you know, everything we see of them, Kate taking care of her, the hair oiling and everything. Mm-hmm. Honey, baby child, you're asking why he does not like, why he does like, what have you done wrong? When just last week, he said he cannot give you passion, that he is not a man of poetry. Like, and you said, that's okay. He's honest. And now you're upset. Like, this is where the writing starts to not make sense because you're just like, somebody here is not listening to the conversations that are happening literally though and that's like what I was saying before about like if she had that pressure to like marry well because I don't know where it's coming from she's putting all this pressure on herself yeah but this is the only instance that we ever see that so it feels like it doesn't belong and I'm like what is happening like I understand you're an 18 year old girl and like but I just it just is so inconsistent yeah. with everything although like shout out to charithra because like she really does oh do yeah like with this and it makes me sad because charithra is so good that i just, is if if this was different she would not get out of the ballpark and she did now too but it's just yeah. the, the writing is wonky yeah i'm just left here being like where is this coming from like does does she even really have feelings for him because right now like obviously she's like oh viscount but like again we she kept saying title and like handsome yeah and then it isn't until a little bit later on that she's like you see more feelings for him like i don't know it just i don't know and then also she kind of accepts towards the end of the scene that even if it doesn't happen with the viscount she will be all right like there'll be more people in london but i don't know And and it could it really could have been so beautiful and it still is but now edwina i mean we're in the nursery again i have a lot of questions but it's fine i won't ask them and benedict's drawing is amazing i really like it this high piece of art is is quality finger painting um and then (laughs) eloise comes in well colin comes in first and he's just he's still very high talking about how (laughs) i love him (laughs) But he also is saying how the Royal Academy isn't the arbiters of taste. The world is. And I think that's very reflective of some things that I won't get into. You should eventually, namely in the finale. Um, And then Eloise comes in saying, this just arrived for you. In the middle of the night, how do they get mail? I have a lot of questions about that, but it's fine. Um, They have accepted him into the Royal School of Arts. And then he kisses Colin. He kisses Colin. He goes outside and he screams. 
<laughs> and then as Colin is asking about Marina, who lives close by, <laughs> I accept your exception <laughs> to the moon. Isn't he just like saying it out like to the moon? God, truly thank God for Benedict. Like Luke Thompson's range is incredible. I cannot wait to see him get emo. Because we've seen him at like peak comedy that I'm waiting for like it all to drop and to see him get like to the darkness inside of him and then get back out <laughs> with the like playfulness. Um, it's just such a good scene. It is. It is but also coming back to Colin and Eloise, like why would Eloise write to Marina? Did they ever interact last season? I don't know. She don't knows know. they live around here. So maybe she is in contact with her. Maybe. I don't know. They'll answer that know. question when it's time. Again, I, I, there's a lot of questions I'm asking that yep. Newton. I feel like I shouldn't yeah. be. And then Anthony oh, Whistledown writes about the new Modiste and teams up with Madame Delacroix. Cool. Right. Cool, cool, yes. cool, cool. Okay. And for, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, that was cool. And then Newton and Anthony have that little moment by the door. Love that. And then Kate's riding outside. And, and we, and then she goes outside and he's like, oh, I have too many, like, it wasn't a good time yesterday. And she goes, oh, now you're overwhelmed with your feelings. I thought you didn't have any. Yeah. And Calls her saying all he's, yeah, yeah. And saying all he's doing is toying with emotions of an impressionable young lady. And it is true. Which that says plenty. Um, and then there's the B. And I love this change with every so fiber of my being. Like I am completely fine with them not getting married here. Mm-hmm. I love how, you know, it's not that he's like sucking the venom out. Um, yeah. But it's just it's it sounded it, like you said something else. What did I say? It sounded like you <laughs> I said it's not like he's sucking the venom out. I it sounded like he was fucking the venom out. You know what? Maybe next time. Ooh, okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, all good. I love this scene because it reminds me of Ted and Rebecca so much from Ted Lasso. Yes. I'm sorry for spoilers, people. There's no B involved in that situation, but it's just, I think it's yeah. so incredible to see him have a full-fledged panic attack because it's a panic attack and to have her know exactly how to calm him by placing mm-hmm. his hand on her collarbone, like where she got stung and then placing her other hand on his heart and just being like, I'm fine. Yeah. Breathing. Yeah. Through- and like him being able to feel that she's yeah. breathing as well. Their forehead just touching like the they're breathing like this moment is just it's theirs like I'm glad nobody else sees this she's the only person that knows this about him even though she doesn't exactly know yeah. why he's reacting this way she is the only person that has seen him in this situation not to mention the fact that obviously he's older now so it's more of a reaction than when it was with his father because yeah. he's trying to put action now when he couldn't before so it's just it's such a powerful scene of a really fucked up guy and yeah what fear can actually do to a person and to have her not judge him like she's not judging him pushing him off mocking him like no she no at first she like she's as soon as she realizes that that something is very wrong she's like oh my god like and the way that she keeps saying it was just a b like her simone ashley in that scene with like the like kind of she also does not get nominated another i will throw fire her like her voice how she's trying to calm it down to just like keep reminding him that like I'm here like 
it's like almost with every word she takes a breath to remind him to like show him yeah I could go on for hours and hours and hours about what this scene does and like their foreheads touching getting that close to each other like it's it's such a moment of intimacy that is really spiritual and you can feel that like every part of their body like especially her body every part of her being is trying to like calm his and like bring him back to the ground and like I, I god I wish we could have seen what else would have happened like what kind of a conversation could have come out of this like if I didn't hear another like a footman or whatever um yeah forced to run but like clearly separating from her because Anthony was calmer he was calming down and then separating from her we get him yeah. like hovered on the tree bark basically like losing every bit of yeah that like calm that he had found for a split second back again like yeah. it oof I just it was really powerful yeah. and it's I do wish we got a little bit more there just because we're not it almost felt like it was it's so just, quick yeah we deserve more of them but yeah I just oof both of them in those scenes like as they were separated kind of coming to the surface and like Kate has a very interesting fight or flight happening here because a bee sting hurts even if you're allergic or not that shit hurts yeah so the fact that she just does not even react to her pain because of what's happening in front of her is a lot. Like she's taking yeah. in all of him. I just, I have so many feelings. It, it's literally just done so perfectly. And again, like this change, thank you. Cause it yeah. really is. It just, I feel like it just brings more depth to their relationship mm-hmm. because we, we definitely need that. We need more most emotional intimacy with them. So like having it here yeah. and it like really was such a strong moment that it, it's great. Yeah. She sees a part of him no one else has seen, literally no, no one else has seen this part of him. And she's more graceful than anyone else would have been. And also like her having like being there for Edwina all the time, like her role yeah. as like co-parent. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of like kicks in as well. And yeah. it's just like, of course. they can take care of each other. They can. Oh my God, I love them so much. They will actually take care of each other and let someone else take care of them. Yep. You know? But yeah, so that's that's episode three. What that's would you rate it? Nine and a half. 8.8. Damn. You like, not fair. I, I had, like, it also bothers me that, like, again, though, this episode is so good. I really... I am being a little bitter. I fully admit that. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it comes from the fact that like we don't get Kate flashbacks. And I, I shouldn't take that out on this episode. I give it a nine. Not yeah, like I and I shouldn't take that out on this yeah. episode um, because they could have done it somewhere else. But if we got more of an inside look to Kate mm-hmm. and also the fact that like it's such an important like they have Paul Mall and then they don't have a scene together again until this B scene. Yeah. So like it like I don't know it in some minus overall, like the stolen glances so for dinner. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like again like I'm I feel very greedy because I shouldn't have to be asking for more scenes of them. And I think again like it if things worked out differently in the further episodes, I wouldn't be as harsh on this one. either but i still love this episode made sense i really like the next one too though yeah i'm very curious about our ratings for five because i i am too because i don't know yours 
that episode is going to be very interesting to talk about it is and then we're also going to talk about episode six in that episode too right yeah i know my rating for that one maybe or we could just have a 10 minute episode I think we're, I think if we do a 10 minute episode for six and then just like, you know, we'll, we can release that soon after five Our listeners will be very confused. They will, but you know what? It's okay because I'm confused, but not to leave this off on a bad note. This episode is great. It is. I will be rewatching it many, yeah. many times. Then crying. I love like, torture. Why do I want to torture myself? Literally though, it is torture. It hurts so much, but it's so good. All right, so join us again next week or in a few days. I don't even know anymore. We don't know. Next Wednesday. For sure. There will be one on Wednesday. As always, you can follow us over on Twitter at Lady Geeks Pod or on the Instagram at Lady Geeks Podcast. We are there. Yeah, let us know what you're crying about Bridgerton. What else is new? Nothing. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody.